This is Minutia Mission with Rick and Dave. Okay, it's one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was probably already on my second Ambien at that yeah. time. Or the melatonin, I mean, my my cocktail, right? Yeah. And I get a call, and I notice it's Lila. Right? Okay. So, this might come as a surprise to you. Lila is your oldest daughter. Right, who's yes. in college, and this yeah. might come as uh, a surprise to you, but I immediately thought the worst. Of course. You know, right? You know, it's like, smallpox? How the hell did you get smallpox, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, anyways, she was fine. She was just totally wasted. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and she thought it was funny. It would be funny to, you know, wake up her parents at one o'clock. Hilarious. But she, she was hammered, right? Hilarious. You know, and it's actually very cool that she felt comfortable enough to be able to yeah. do that, right? Yeah. Uh, but I was thinking about my own experience in college. Would you have ever called no. your parents all no. liquored up? No. I did call my parents live on the air yeah. well, once. and uh, Your and, mom must have loved that, right? And, I, and I, I, it was on April Fool's Day, and I called to tell her that I had gotten a girl pregnant. <laughs> and she completely flipped out. Really? Yeah. She oh. goes, uh, Richard, you better talk to your, your father. <laughs> And then my dad gets on, and and I and uh, I I said don't, I'm just kidding. Don't yeah. don't tell mom, but I'm just kidding. And then she got back on, and I, I said, uh, Mom, it was just it was just a joke. Uh, I'm real, and she goes, Richard, I'm going to stab you. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, wow, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> okay, here's music from NXS. Rock one of seven. Uh, okay. Well, hey, listen, we have a show to do, um, and we're both sober. Yes, yes, we are. So it's, uh, it's nine. It's what is it? Ten, twelve on a yeah. So Wednesday it doesn't morning. matter. We're sober at this moment, and we're able to do a show. Minutia Men is up next. But first, listen to this other fine Opie show. What do you get when you hear a, a celebrity Minutia Men interview, Dave? You will get Mark Cuban and Anthony Scaramucci, cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch, and the bully from the Christmas Story. Yes, the voice of Siri, and she shed Cheryl. My God, it. The list goes on. So you'll get Minutia, Celebrity Minutia Men Interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Men, Men with Rick and Dave. Now, we've, we've been buddies. I like calling it partners, life partners. Yeah. For... 40 years plus. I mean, we have a jingle even. Yeah. How many friends have jingles, right? We have a, you know, we have a 40 year friendship. So you would think that there's a certain amount of trust among us, right? Would you say we trust one another? You really betrayed that trust. Oh, come on. Um, Come on. Do you know what I'm getting at here? No. (laughs) Uh, So I called you all giddy. That I had found. Oh a, yeah, that okay. I found a poker room. That yes. the, the casino, which is 15 minutes from my house, yes, now has a poker room. And I haven't played poker live for oh since COVID. I'm like three, four years, right? <laughs> so I call you up so uh-huh. happy, and and you're like, yeah, I know, I was there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me? And then there was this awkward pause, like. You didn't want to tell me that there was a poker room. Something, I, yeah. something about solvency of our I, I company. Would like, as as your business partner, uh, letting you know that there's a poker room in the area didn't seem like the smartest <laughs> move for me. And, and oh, look at Mister MBA over here. <laughs> and that's because we've known each other for forty years. In the beginning, it was just Rick and Dave. Now, forty years later. 
it is still Rick and Dave. 40 freaking years of Rick and Dave. <laughs> See, we got a jingle. <laughs> you don't have a poker room like in your basement or something, no, no. right? That's that, it. I, I That's mean. it. And there's no need to go there. Or you've already gone there. Oh, I've already been. Yeah, there. okay. Right. In fact, I even have a nickname already. Okay. I, yeah. Let's let's do the show. Yeah. This week's minutia with Rick and Dave. Hey, have you ever tried any of those plant-based fake meats? You know, like yeah. Beyond Meat and Impossible. Yeah, they're yeah. not bad. I they're mean, okay. Yeah. You, know, you know, Burger King has the Impossible Whopper. Yeah. Which once you put all the tomato and mayonnaise and everything on it, if it yeah. kind of hides the. It's fine. It's right? fine. It's um, good enough. Uh, well, this is a story that our listeners who have tried um, uh, Beyond Meat and Impossible, this, might, uh, this story might influence your next purchase. Okay? okay. Beyond Meat suspends executive after he was arrested on suspicion of taking a bite out of a man's nose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a Beyond Meat executive was arrested on a pair of charges after reportedly biting a man's nose in a parking lot in Fayetteville, Arkansas on Saturday night. Isn't Arkansas the place that we, that you wrote the famous tweet? Uh, you never have yeah. hit, hit the lowest point in your life when you're yeah you you have not hit rock bottom until you are in a dog track in Arkansas on a Saturday night, which is we were there yeah. and yep. you tweeted yep, and they had a poker room which was great yeah. Uh, Doug Ramsey, fifty three of Fayetteville, was arrested on September seventeenth on charges of terroristic threatening and third degree battery. According to a preliminary report, the incident happened at a parking garage near Razorback Stadium following the Arkansas victory over Missouri State. Okay. Just after 10 p.m., an officer was dispatched uh, uh, to Gate 15 from a disturbance um, at the Stadium Drive parking garage. The Sorry. What was that? <laughs> I'm just getting something ready that I hadn't prepared yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the responding officer found two males with bloody faces at the scene. All right. Okay. The, the officer spoke to both of the parties and, it, and, and, and witnesses, and it determined that Ramsey was allegedly in the traffic lane of the structure. Yeah. Okay. Attempting to leave when a Subaru inched his way in front of his white Bronco. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's, that's number one right there. White Bronco. What could possibly go wrong with a white Bronco, right? So I guess they, they barely touched each other. The wheels touched each other or whatever. And this Ramsey guy comes out, smashes the back window of the Subaru, gets the guy out of the car, gets the guy out of the car, and he ends up biting the, uh, pulled him in close and started punching his body and bit his nose, ripping the flesh off the off the tip. Wow. Right, okay. Um, currently, and probably not for long, Ramsey is the chief operating officer at Beyond Meat. Okay. okay. So yeah. there obviously there's a lot going on in yeah. this story here. Let's right. let's unravel a bit. First of all, like I mentioned, what could go possibly wrong with a white bronco? Sure. Right. Uh, yeah. Second, I have I do not. I, I've never understood the biting the no the nose move in a fight, right? <laughs> not not that I've had a whole, yeah, yeah you've got so much experience fighting. <laughs> well, yeah, not that yeah. not that I've had a whole lot of experience, yeah. considering that my last bout was in eighth grade with Stuart Coy and yeah. And I and that didn't go well. well. I cried in front of the whole school. And I think that, that that definitely solidified my Femme of the Year award a few weeks later, right? Um, and but don't you need to have the guy have a pretty big schnoz to be able to do that? I don't think so. I think if you're close enough, uh, 
you know? I, I don't know. I think you should. You're like wrestling, you know, there's but a. Aren't there more effective ways? It doesn't, it seems very time consuming to go for the nose. Well, let me ask you this yeah. as a, uh, as a road rager yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, did you think that the, uh, the cutting off, uh, of this, of his white Bronco is grounds for? No, of course not. Oh, okay. Of course not. All right. Unless there was a Because sometimes I never know with you. I mean, uh, I, you wouldn't actually get into physical confrontation, but. Oh, in my head, I would. Okay. Right. right. Okay. In, in my head, I, I'm rendering the guy just, just apologizing and crying in the fetal position, right? Okay. Um, second of all, um, I'm not going to go for the cheap laugh of the Beyond Meat guy yeah. biting that. I mean, who's going to do that? Right. right. Who would who would who would point something like that out? But it's the the thing that I really love most about this is it's in Arkansas, right? And it's the Razorbacks. And do you know how you kill a pig before butchering? Or I, one of the ways to do it? No. Is by taking a ball peen hammer and hitting them on the nose to stun them, and then taking a knife and cutting their jugular vein. Wow. Right. So. How do you know that? Google. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't you know that I, uh, I, 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 in the or in the weekends I go to Arkansas and no, stab, I, I had no idea. Stab Razorbacks. Okay. Um, so uh, we do have some audio of the alleged attacker. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> That was the longest setup for a 12-second I think we've ever done on this show. All right. Well, I have a uh, story. It's a, not really a story. It's a uh, follow-up to a bit mm. we did last week. We played a, a German clip of Hamilton because mm. it was translated into German. We got German. a lot of great response. We I did. got a lot of texts and a lot of people. And I got a bunch of emails here. Uh, people sent me other German things, other things that have been translated into Germans. Uh, this is like uh, American icons that have been translated okay. into German. And I'm going to give you a couple of them. Uh, let's see here. Let's start with this one. Uh, this one goes back to the late 60s. Oh, our okay. wheelhouse. Yeah, here we go. So the Marsha getting hit with a football, <laughs> that's not going to translate out of it. It's side has to be she a gets, soccer ball. She gets hit by a soccer okay. ball. All right. That's the Brady Bunch. Uh, this is my favorite one okay. that was sent to us. Um, this one goes back to the early 60s. Okay. And it's one of our favorite shows. <laughs> That sounds like Ralph Bendix singing. I don't know for sure, but uh, uh, he's a famous German singer from the 60s. <laughs> um, you know what? I just don't think 
Mr. Ed is going to translate to German because be, Germans would be going, that's a talking horse. <laughs> yeah. Horses don't talk. Horses do not speak. <laughs> Actually, you want to hear Mr. Ed's voice because this is pretty funny. Okay. Right, I'm going to go a little further. Denke nicht an die Pferd, da ist bestimmt ein Pferdefuß. Geh hin zu ihm, er spricht mit dir und zeig dir die Zähne zum Blut. Remember, he sings. Pferd ist ein Pferd, ja, das steht fest. Auch wenn dieses Pferd mit sich reden lässt, man schaut dem Gaul nicht so sehr aufs Maul. Denn das wäre nicht nett. Auch bei Mr. Ed. Das ist Mr. Das ist Mr. Ed. Das ist Mr. Ed. Doch spricht es wie ein Mensch, so nett ist es nur der Mr. Ed. That voice for Mr. Ed is terrible. Can you, can you imagine the guy who finally gets his big break? He's the talking horse in German. And he tells his parents. Yeah. You know. But I made it. Mom und Mutter, I made it. He's like, wait, what are you doing again? Here's one a little more contemporary. This is uh, from the era of our kids okay. when they when they were kids. Another TV theme song. Thank uh, you for sending this in. Here we go. Alles klar, Kinder. Hey, Captain. Geht das nicht lauter? Hey, Captain. Oh, wer wohnt in der anderen das ganz tiefe Meer? This is a little Hitler Youthy, isn't it? Wenn der Sinn noch pazifisch im Blödsinn euch steht. SpongeBob Schwankopf, uh, which basically means SpongeBob Spongehead. Yeah, um, but close enough. Do they say commandant or captain? Uh, I, I don't know. I, if that was I a big was yeah. Okay. Uh, now this is the last one that was sent in, and this is. Oh, we're uh, doing this every week. <laughs> yeah. Hey, feel free. Send them in because they're great. This one is uh, the Barbie song. Do you remember the Barbie song? Oh, Emma, blah, 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 yeah, that yeah, way. yeah, yeah. Here's here's how that sounds in German, with sound effects. Hey, Spitter. Have you seen him with my new outfit again? Stop. Wie denk je wel wie je bent? Ik heet Moppy. Ik ben lekker wijf met een heel mooi lijf. Ik hou van zoenen, lekker lang zoenen. Met mijn blonde haar krijg ik alles voor elkaar. Gouden ringen en dat soort dingen. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, there's some anger there. <laughs> That's bad. Do you remember when we went to, um, what was it, uh, the Hofbrau, not the Hofbrau House. The Brow House. The Brow House. Yes. And we saw Vanessa from yes. Dusseldorf doing yes. uh, Billy Ray Cyrus song. She, yeah, exactly. Hey, we got a, a review here. Oh, uh, okay. Just stumbled upon your show and I love it, says Stevie Moko. On Apple Podcasts. So, Stevie Moco. Stevie Moco. Okay. Um, on Apple Podcasts, please review us. Uh, we're getting a ton yep. of great reviews. We're getting a, we were very much digging the user-generated content that people are bringing yes. to us, our attention, and emails. So keep them coming. You can um, review us on every platform imaginable. And if you'd like, Manisha Men, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. Remember, opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-shows.com. Right, it's time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we reach into the uh, Rick and Dave archives and we we play, you know, stuff, st- stuff from our 40 years together. Um, 
And what the hell else are we going to do with it? <laughs> well, I mean, hey, you know, it's there. <laughs> what do you want from us? <laughs> so uh, we just played all those TV th- uh, theme thongs, theme songs, songs. And uh, this week in 1970, the show The Partridge Family debuted. Mm. And we have had a partridge on this show. Perhaps the one of the most famous I'm going to say he was the star of the yeah, show yeah. Uh, other than David They're Cassidy right, and right. Shirley Jones and right. and uh, but I think he's the last and Susan Day uh, and, but, yeah. <laughs> and but he's guy, in the top four <laughs> of the stars <laughs> yeah, from sure. that show and he's still standing and yeah, he's still right, around he would, yeah. his name is Danny Bonaducci uh, we talked to him about the Partridge family and he has some great stories for us and I'm going to play those for you right now. The Partridge Family debuted September of 1970. Yeah, that's true. You know, Danny, Dave and I were big fans at that time. We're probably about the same age as you. I'm 61. All right, so we're just a few years behind you. I'm 57. Um, All right. But... You got all the best lines in that show, and that I did indeed. And there's a reason for that. I was the most talented. Shirley Jones had a, an Academy Award. Okay, fine, but everybody else, yeah, man, you're a bunch of lightweights. Let Bonaducci yeah. talk. Look at that kid; he's adorable. Right. Now, right, lo- they're hacks. All of them were hacks. Exactly, hacks. Uh, you know, a lot of child stars get into trouble. Luckily, that never happened to you. Isn't that right, Danny? Oh, my God. I started that whole ball rolling. People said, well, look, you can go to jail for seven different things and come out and get your own talk show. So uh, they did it. I did it. I'm responsible for it, and I'm not even sorry. And you got more to talk about. I, I, do, I have a lot more to talk Every day on the radio show, I think, well, they know everything about me now. And then, I, oh, no, they don't know this. <laughs> you want to know one of the best things they didn't know? What's that? One of my very, not the first, but one of my very first acting gigs, oh, it was a movie with Elvis. See, really? I told Rick, I, and, and he gave you a truck, didn't he? He gave me, he gave me a, a car, like a, a pedal car he gave me. But, you know, it makes me sound special. He actually, what a wonderful guy this man was. He had like a stack of these pedal cars to give to the, because there was a bunch of kids on that set. And uh, he gave me my first little pedal car. I love it. Oh, here's something you don't know, too. This is so cool. So I was outside his dressing room. I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old. And I stand there, and I'm looking in, and he goes, how do you like it? And I didn't know exactly what he was talking about, but he looked at my mom and said, "Uh, can he come in? And my mom said, of course. I get in there. All the faucets and uh, things like that are are gold-plated women's legs. (laughs) All the faucets, all the switches, all gold-plated ladies' legs. I mean, not actual ladies' legs. That'd be cruel. But yeah, yeah they were all like uh, a little gold-plated uh, um, ladies' legs. That's the sort of thing you remember as a child. That 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 is. We know. I didn't really think about it that much till I just said it on the air. And to my great surprise, well, not now. Think about it. Everybody was freaked out that I did a movie with Elvis. It just seemed odd. I've done so much, and many a weirder thing than movies with Elvis, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to get into a few of those. Uh... All right, man. Dave, you had one? Uh, yeah, you know, um, I learned fake bass from you back in the 70s. Uh, yeah. And I heard, uh, I guess, so I know that you had a complicated relationship with David Cassidy, but did, didn't did he teach you, or did he teach you the bass, or he convinced you to actually learn the bass? Tell us that story. I learned, I don't remember what song it was, but 
he made me some kind of weird bet. And even though when he, uh, in his uh, remaining years, started to get pretty weird, I looked at David Cassidy as just this superstar at a, you know, that never waned. When he spoke, it was the voice of God. And he said, hey, why don't you uh, learn a song on the bass and we'll play it in the show? And I thought, no, I don't want it. It's a huge hassle. And I'm not very good at that. But I learned it and I played it. I think it was I Woke Up in Love This Morning, I think was the song. And I played it. We got the other It was really cool. Now, you know, I follow your wife, Amy, on Twitter, and right. she, she posts a lot of pictures of you going into record stores and secretly autographing copies of Partridge Family oh, albums. You really do that, don't you? Yeah, I do it. All, well, I don't do it. Uh, um, it was Amy's idea. I forget. Oh, she found, we were just going shopping, and she found a Partridge Family record, and I went, well, that's, that's not that rare. We had millions of them. Yeah. It and put it back and I did and then I mentioned on Twitter she did and people went crazy for it and people don't speed but people went all around trying to find those albums so we've done it 20 times by now what wow. that's that's awesome and that's, that's a great so Danny Bunny did he's had some health issues but I think he's doing better he has had some health issues uh, he um, I think he's back on the air again yeah. in Seattle uh, and that's where he is uh, his home base is now. If you want to hear the whole interview, it's episode 50 of Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, and it was it was a fun one. Danny oh, yeah. Bonaducci is always right. entertaining. That yeah. is a, a certainty. All right, we still have more show to do, Dave. Uh, my story, uh, a Saudi Arabian looking for love. Okay, and my story is the man who does nothing for a living. And we also have... We a, don't talk politics, Rick. <laughs> In fact, our uh, email, a celebrity email, is about politics oh, today. Wait. And that's coming up, can't too. Uh, so don't go away. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opai show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. Rick, this comes from our international desk. Looking for peace and stability, Saudi man married 53 times in 43 years. <laughs> You know, that's uh, maybe peace, but there's definitely no stability. <laughs> Let's just say this dude isn't in Mensa, if you know what I'm saying. With the aim to find stability, a Saudi man claimed to marry 53 times in 43 years. He mentioned his decision was not for seeking personal pleasure, but in the hopes for looking for, or for of looking for peace and stability. Abu Abdumas, uh, Abu Abdullah, 63, told Saudi-owned media company MBC that his first marriage was at the age of 20, and uh, his then-wife was six years older than him. Okay. Uh, he's been nicknamed the polygamist of the century, and he revealed that the shortest out of his 53 marriages lasted only one single night. 
Oh. I wonder what happened. <laughs> Can you imagine what happened that <laughs> night? You know? Uh, so when I, and this is in his words, when I married for the first time, I did not plan to marry more than one woman because I was feeling comfortable and had children. But after a while, problems happened. Yeah. And I, and I decided to marry again when I was 23 year old, 23 years old. So he lasted three whole years. <laughs> right. And I informed my wife of the decision. I just love this. Like, um, honey, can you pass the couscous and I'm going to go get married again. But you can stay. That's fine. Uh, the decision did not uh, resolve his search for a woman. Um, according yeah, to, clearly. According to Gulf News, um, Abdullah um, stated that as problems began between his two wives, so he had two wives at this point, he decided to marry for a third and fourth time and then eventually divorced his first two wives. So it's kind of like... Remember when you played volleyball? Yeah. It's rotation. Oh, yeah, right? sure. You just go back, sure. to the, back to the line, sure. right? Time he, to spike. He also claimed to have treated all his wives fairly and admitted that even though most of his wives were Saudi women, he had married foreign women, too, to protect himself from vices when he stayed overseas during his business trips. So hmm. the dude goes on Not business sure trips. sure I understand yeah, that. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a wife hmm. so I don't end up cheating on my other... 37 wives, right? Interesting. Uh, despite his track record, Abdullah is now married to only one woman and has no plans of remarrying. And when asked... Settling what, down. He's yeah, settling right. down. Uh, when asked what his wife's name is, Abdullah just shrugged and smiled. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> you know, on the one hand, that's 53 honeymoons, right? Yeah. On the other hand... presents. Right? Well, it's 53 gravy boats. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do with those? <laughs> All right, I have a story for you. This is... Uh, 53 six-hour stints with photographers. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> 53 addressing the envelopes. And, oh, and, and, 53 tuxedos. <laughs> uh, this is a story about a man who does nothing. His name is Shoji Morimoto. And uh, what some would see he as a dream job, he gets paid to do... Pretty much nothing. Mm-hmm. The 38-year-old Tokyo resident charges 10,000 yen, which is 71 bucks per, per booking. And what he does is he just is a companion. He'll just, you know, hang out with you. Basically, I rent myself out. My job is to be wherever my clients want me to be and to do nothing in particular. And he's been booked 4,000 times over wow. the past four years. Now, I know some people, their head goes in the gutter, you yeah. know. Uh, he's he's got a lanky build, average looks. Um, so there's no hanky panky going. No on. hanky panky. Uh, he says he's got a quarter of a million followers on Twitter, wow. and that's where he finds a lot of his clients. And roughly a quarter of them are repeat customers. One uh, woman has hired him 270 times just to hang out. Yeah, it's he does stuff like he uh, was taken to a park with a person who wanted to play on a seesaw because well, you know. Seesaw, you need, yeah. you need, you two, need, you need right. two. Right. C and C or saw doesn't work. <laughs> and then uh, he also was hired one time to uh, uh, give a, a big send off to a person in a train, like beaming and waving. Oh, really? Like, oh, see you later. <laughs> bye bye. So I, hypothetically, I could have <laughs> hired him like on my birthday. Yeah. We'd be like, hey, happy birthday. Yeah, exactly. Here's a birthday card. Oh, thank you. Uh, no one gives me those. <laughs> um, now, he he does say no sometimes. Like, he uh, 
turned down an offer to move a fridge. Okay, for right, seven, right. Not no manual labor. Right. Well, see, only he's getting seventy one bucks, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you could theoretically find something that costs more than seventy one bucks, and you have him do it to save money. Right, and I think he found that loophole <laughs> right away. Uh, he was once asked to go to Cambodia. Oh, opted not yeah, to. I'm sure. And he doesn't take requests of sexual nature at all. But here's the part that, that jumped out at me, Dave. All right, uh, you ready for this? Uh, Before Morimoto found his true calling, he worked at a publishing company and was often chided for doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I started wondering what would happen if I provided my ability to do nothing as a service. <laughs> and the companionship business is now doing so well, it's his... his his only source of income. He supports a wife and child. People tend to think that my doing nothing isn't valuable, but it's fine to really not do yeah. anything. People don't have to be useful in any specific way, and I like to right. prove that. Um, I think we've got, what, almost 100 <laughs> authors that might be agreeing that, the, that we may not be doing anything in the publishing business. Isn't that funny, though? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I My hat is off to Morimoto. Does he speak English? Because... Love to have him on. Uh, perhaps I'll have to look and see if we can find him. In in the meantime, it's... maybe we can hire him to book guests for us. You want to? Yeah. Well, we'll see. He's got companions. He's yeah. got four thousand of them. <laughs> well, maybe I'll have one of them on. In the meantime, it's time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So uh, this is the part of the show where people send in their brushes with greatness. Uh, Dave uh, is everybody. famous for saying that everybody in the world has at least one celebrity story. Um, this one is kind of uh, unusual. Mm -hmm. It comes to us from Connie S., uh, she sent this to me via LinkedIn. She asked me not to use her last name. I'm not going to use the last names okay. anymore. I, you know, sure. Unless you really want me to use your sure. last name, I'm just going to do initials. Uh, one of my coworkers recommended your show to me when oh. I asked around if anyone had a non-political podcast mm -hmm. to recommend. It doesn't take a genius to figure out where your politics lie, <laughs> but thank you so much for not making it a constant topic. Oh, okay. Believe it or not, my husband and I got divorced because of politics. Mm. One day he told me that he that we couldn't stay married because he didn't respect me anymore after I didn't vote in the 2016 election. He was serious. After 24 years together, he divorced me. I was 50 years old, but between us, I wasn't too upset. I didn't want to hear him talking about politics all day and night anyway. So I joined a few dating apps. I made it clear in my profiles that I had no interest in politics, but these were the Trump years, and everybody wanted to talk about him, either for him or against him. I didn't want to talk about him at all and ended half a dozen dates. Finally, a guy didn't mention Trump at all. He told me that he was really into live music and asked if I'd be up for going to a band with him. When We, we went to a club on the Upper West Side. This is where she's from. Um, so called, is that New York? New oh, York. Yeah called Prohibition NYC. Mm. The band was named Independent Council of Funk. I was looking forward to a night of dancing, but when the band came out on stage, my heart sank. The lead singer was former Congressman Joe Scarborough, <laughs> the Morning Joe guy. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I cannot get up! And he made Trump jokes all night. <laughs> I can't escape the man. Honestly, I appreciate you so, so much for not bringing him up. If you weren't both married, I'd swipe right. Oh, 
Oh, isn't that oh, nice? That's very nice. Now, does that does that mean? I think that means it's accept or reject. I'm pretty sure it's wipe right. I, well, I don't know. Not to talk politically, but right, I don't know. Is that? I mean, Tinder, right? Isn't that Tinder? I th- yeah, I think so. I don't know if it's. I'm right. gonna just assume that she. I'm sure it's nice. Yeah, right, absolutely. Okay. Well, that was actually a nice, right. nice note. But yeah. I didn't see the Scarborough thing coming. He apparently is the leader of the band Independent Council of Funk. Yeah. Doesn't seem to fit the Joe Scarborough image, but uh, there you go. Isn't and not and I'm, we shouldn't mention Trump, but we just did. Uh, yeah. Didn't he? Well, him is so Joe is married to his co-host, right? Mika, yeah, Mika. Right? right. And didn't. Trump just, I mean, he hates her, right? Well, he yeah. hates everybody, but... Uh, I, I forget, yeah. yeah. But, um, but let's whatever. talk about politics yes, so, right. so we can keep uh, Con- Connie. Connie. I think this is like our third woman in a row that has... It's sent. nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, we have another show. Good God. And we've got so we? many shows, know. but if people want to tune into uh Minutia Men Celebrity Interview this week... So we've got a guy who... No, I mean, I would say arguably was one of the most favorite favorite famous characters of that period of time that he was in the movie we're talking about frank jasper who was in the movie vision quest right he played shoot yeah the the the, yeah. the bully guy yeah the, the, in the wrestling world he's like a legend right but the movie did extremely well yeah like, it was one of those sports love movies yes right? exactly yeah. mid-80s yeah um and you know he's gone on to a uh pretty impressive career which we talked to him about um so tune in to uh, and he's a meme right you see his picture in a lot of yes you know a lot he was of, the bad guy right he was the bad guy in that movie and the bad guy is always the most interesting yeah. character in the movie so frank jasper is his name uh, be sure to check out uh, minutia men celebrity interview special thanks to our executive producer tony lasana with opishows.com opi is hippo backwards o-p-p-i-h-shows.com we're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Man. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Opie Misfits. <laughs>